previously on the Omen podcast. What happens is quite disturbing. You just described this entire role-playing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The ground shakes beneath you, and out start to crawl these vampire larvae. Aw, pitchfork baby! You see that Annabelle has grown a pair of glowing, bright yellow wings. What? I throw open the door in front of the Gatling gun. Yep. And uh, I start firing. Right into the crowd. <laughs> I can just see the population counter going down. The procession, followed by the vampire queen, all launch themselves from the ground. They are all carrying these rather large shipments of what looks like the red liquid. I think Smedley has effectively lost his right to command. Is this a mutiny? You watch as Koala falls towards Greg and then shimmers out of existence. What? What will happen next? Let's find out in this episode of Omen. Hello, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Hello, it's me, Sean, (laughs) the Games Master, and I'm here to introduce you to the wonderful world of Omen. (laughs) I don't sound like that. Yes, you do. I don't, though. You do, though. (laughs) Do I? Yes. If I sound like that, I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a sort of mini, what's the word? wrap-up session debriefing here in the Banshee with you, Annabelle, and you, Martin. Yeah, and Smedley. And Smedley as well, yes. Uh, Things have not gone particularly according to plan, really, I wouldn't say. Would you? Uh, I mean, that implies that there was a plan. Well, I mean, you guys were supposed to stop the Vampire Queen. Right, right. That's an objective, not a plan. (laughs) Ah, no, you are right, actually. This is you with your demon. So like technical like the technicalities are so important to you (laughs) the town has been destroyed the vampires have gotten away with most of their uh, red liquid and they have been flying towards the east and you guys are inside the banshee and it's flying along Um, and currently smedley is just sort of piloting it at this moment in time as a reminder koala tried to commit mutiny and then he jumped out of the airship and then disappeared. So, Annabelle, where do you think Koala went? Uh, I don't rightly know. Maybe he went home? To Australia? That's not less likely than anything else, I feel. Do Australians have, like, a natural teleportation ability? Well, I don't know, God, do they? Ain't it kind of like that thing in that one TV show where, I mean, they're down under, so they got, like, an upside down, right? What? Oh, that... Yeah, I have been watching Netflix recently. You've not had Wi-Fi in the village, so I imagine you'll be catching up when you get back to base. I have been so excited for Season 3, and I cannot wait to get back to Omen Headquarters. Hey, Isher, what, any progress on getting that soul from the clown robot? Um, well, it, it should have come by now, if it was going to come. 
Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll, I'll go check. You wrote the contract, right? Yeah, I mean, I did. Uh, it was, it was, um, it was really pretty obvious. It was uh, just, if you save the town from vampires, then his soul is yours. Why did you write it that way? Because that... I thought it was a standard contract. Just yeah, like my soul is yours. It's done, right? No, 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 no. There was, there was clear, there was a clear demand on his part. So I wrote it like that. If you save the town, then you get your soul. Wait, 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 sorry, sorry, what's the phrasing? What's the phrasing? Oh. Uh-oh. You said if I save the town from vampires, right? Yeah. There aren't any vampires left in the town. No, but, but I've just realized something. Uh-huh. Um, you're gonna hate me. Um, so, in Louisiana law, uh-huh. a town is, it's a municipal government that has a population of between a thousand and forty-nine thousand. Okay, so you're telling me that you fucked up a contract and let a clown, not even a lawyer, a clown, go through a loophole. Hey, I'm only a thousand years old. I'm learning, okay? Well, I, now I have to find another soul, okay? I don't want to go to hell. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I, I honestly didn't realize that Louisiana law, like, stacks up against demon law, but, but here we are. In this situation. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I'm gonna... Okay. I'm gonna go read up on Earth law now. And I'm gonna Thank you. try and figure out something. Well, wait, sorry. Go, Rita. Can you leave my my head? No, I, I, I'm just gonna go and see what you've got in here and, and see if I can tap into your subconscious. I've got nothing, but I can open Wikipedia if you want to, like, use one of my eyes. Okay, yeah, do that tonight when you're sleeping, okay? Okay. Alright, bye. Bye. Real quick, I have an out-of-character question. Go on. Does this demon read out loud when he reads? Oh god, that'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, so while I'm sleeping, I'm going to be reading law articles out loud. Yep. <laughs> so, Greg is flying alongside you guys. You left the cats in the village, I believe. Yes. Oh, they're probably drowned then. <laughs> cats can swim. It's fine. Yeah. He's flying alongside you guys, kind of concerned about what's going on, because he did just get ready for Koala to jump on him, and then Koala just sort of disappeared, so that brace was for nothing. Yeah. And Smedley eventually, like, sorts out the flying in the ship. It's gotta have autopilot. Yeah, so he flicks on the autopilot, and then he comes into the room with you guys, and... Before you say anything, before you say anything, Smedley, I didn't mean to uh, do a deal with this demon. You didn't mean to deal with a demon? Uh, yes, that's what I said. Right. Okay. Well... You should... Please don't tell anyone. So, there's a lot to decompress here, okay, guys? Not only was I put in prison for a good few days... We did get you out. You did get me out, this is true. Actually, no, you didn't get me out. Well, we tried you to didn't get, get you out. You didn't get me out. I managed to get out during the chaos when Annabelle was slaughtering half the town in the middle of the courtroom. Well, you didn't... Okay, well, the, the other fate that was in store for you was to have you go in front of a fucking Spriggan, which... Do you know what that is? I know what a Spriggan is. Yeah, exactly. You would have been slaughtered, okay? The problem here is that... I mean, I'm gonna look over the fact that Koala just attempted a mutiny on me, and I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna try and figure out what exactly our next steps should be. So, firstly, you have a demon inside you, Nen? Yes? Mm, yeah, uh, uh, the name is uh, Isher. Isher Imoni. Hello, Isher. I open my mouth and let Isher say hello back. 
Hello. Smedley looks at you and sort of glares a little bit and goes, you know that demon contracts last for life, right? Oh, beyond life, actually. Yeah, yeah, you, you've really sort of screwed the pooch there. Speaking of, do you uh, do you need your soul? Are you using it? I am 100% using my soul. I will not be giving my soul to demons. Quite trust me on okay. that one. All right. Um, and Annabelle... Yes. You have wings. Oh, yeah. What was that about? I don't entirely know. They just kind of appeared. Really stabby. I don't like it. You should also be aware that Koala burned down Annabelle's ancestral home, which happened to be on that hill back there. Oh. The island over there. I'm sure that we can get some insurance. I mean, you did own the place, right? No. Oh, then insurance isn't going to matter. Never mind. Basically, uh, I mean, Annabelle, can I borrow you for a second? I suppose. I go to feed Greg while this is happening. He gets out his little phone and he pulls out a little sort of strap from inside it. And on the strap, there's like a tiny little spike. And he says, can you please uh, prick your finger on this little spike for me, please? Can I ask what that is first? Uh, it's just going to check your blood, your DNA to see see if there's any discrepancies. Uh, I suppose. Ow. Right. OK, give me a minute. Um all right okay uh, hmm. Hmm. all right okay um annabelle yes do you um happen to know if you've got any um angels in the family well uh, we got really nice people but angels angels ain't supposed to make babies you know no they're really not meant to make babies um it looks to me like at some point in the past your bloodline has divulged with some celestial DNA. I don't know why, I'm not sure how, but here we are. But the good book says they ain't even got, you know, dingly danglies. Oh, trust me, they've got dingly danglies. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any way for you to uh, get rid of those wings? Do you, you, can you, uh, like, wish them away? I I don't know, I don't know how it works. I'm I'm not an angel, I, I don't know. Um put my hands together and i pray please god uh the real one not the british one can i put these wings away as you think about putting the wings away the wings sort of collapse down and you feel this heat sort of like rush through your body and the wings disappear well i guess that works good um um i would recommend not showing anyone else that because um whilst demons are perfectly normal like we, we have several demons on the payroll at omen we don't really have any celestials, and I don't really think celestials would take too kindly to the fact that you um, exist. Well, why not? I don't know much about them, really. I mean, like the the person you should probably talk, be talking to is um, uh, 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 Isaac Cutter in um, demonology. But celestials are very um, they're they're a species of order. They don't like it when peas and pudding mix. If that makes sense. Why would you ever put your peas and your pudding? remotely near each other it was an analogy it was a very bad one what else would you say i mean i like they don't like it when things don't go according to plans and you are i don't think according to the grand plan well probably it's all in god's plan so i'm a little bit offended by that i mean i'm, I'm, I'm just saying i mean you might be i don't know but but just be on the lookout for like anyone who looks a little bit shiny or potentially like angelic because they might be after you if they find out that you're part angel. Now are we talking like bodybuilder shiny or are we talking a uh, twilight shiny? Little bit from column A, little bit from column B. Oh, that's a little unpleasant. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'm sure. It's fine. 
I will get your records updated when we get back to work and, and, and we can deal with some sort we can come up with some sort of i guess training program for you to try and hone whatever weird abilities you've probably got in there all right i guess we can do that okay we'll do that then dr martin could you come back in please okay hi hello yes so here's the long story short you are part demon Uh uh-huh and Annabelle here is part angel. What? Am I like not allowed to touch him? I don't know. I, I, I've never thought about this. Like, I mean, I hold up my hand for a high five. Come on, we got p- cool powers. This is like I touch fingertips, but just the tips. You feel a slight heat, but nothing much. Which one of us? Both of us. Both of you. Hmm. Handshake. Handshake. Shake hands. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you feel the same slight heat. Uh, from both of you. This is a lot more disappointing than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I thought we were going to catch fire or something. This Why is... would you catch fire? Don't be stupid. Like, demons and angels are practically the same thing, really. Demons are just angels that kind of disagreed with the celestials. I'm going to admit, I didn't read the training manual, so I don't know about any of this. It just feels like she has a fever. Good evening. It is I, Reginald J. Talkington. And I'm here to do the middle segment talky bit because Sean's away and Andreas is away and no one else wants to do it so they managed to pay me, the world's finest British voice actor, to do the voice of the voice of the middle of the talking middle section thing. Firstly, I'm going to talk about the Patreon. So we've got a Patreon now, we've had one for about a month now, and we're doing quite well. I'm enjoying the fact that people are supporting us, and so should you, because we're going to use it for new music, and new sound effects, and all that kind of good stuff. I have two new $5 Patreons to shout out today, so thank you, Harry Kay and Josh. You're magnificent. Beautiful people. Also, remember, we have a Discord now. It's a very nice place to be. We have a wonderful little community there talking. You can find out how to get on the Discord by going on to the Twitter. Remember to tweet about and share the show. If you've not done it yet, leave us a review as well. If you've not done that, we probably need it because without your reviews and sharing, we can't grow as a podcast. We're starting a new campaign soon too, so those who do share the podcast on Twitter using the hashtag OmenCast are in with a chance of getting a character named after them. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Your name in the podcast. And hopefully you won't get killed by Koala. This week's promo is the lovely Craftunes. We've been friends of the podcast since we first set out on this project, and they should be right up your alley if you enjoy Omen. Take a listen. It is absolutely necessary for the peace and safety of mankind that some of Earth's dark, dead corners and unplumbed depths be let alone, lest sleeping abnormalities wake to resurgent life to newer and wider conquests. H.P. Lovecraft. But what if the worst should happen, and these words go unheeded? The darkness deepens, but you'll find you're not alone with the Lovely Craftians, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast, available at lovelycraftianspodcast.com or your favorite podcasting app. We all roll for sanity together here. I hope you enjoyed that. Now please check them out if you can. And now... Back to the episode. Go off with you. I'm, I'm going to go and think about the queen.
Right, okay. Next steps then, guys. Because uh, Koala's gone. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do you know where he went? So I saw a bit of a shimmer on him. Um, do you still have your, uh, what's it called? Your um, uh, magic letter remover? Yeah. Can I have it, please? No. I need it for a second. Uh, okay. Don't break it. I'll do my best. I really like it, okay? I can tell. He takes the magic letter remover and he looks at it, and then he takes a USB out of the phone that he has and plugs it into the bottom of it. Hmm. So, what I didn't tell you about this magic letter remover is that it's actually taking... It takes something... It, you, you can't you can't create matter from nothing, okay? Uh, I mean, okay, sure. So I've seen Full Metal Alchemist. So when you create something, you're taking it from somewhere else. Right. I'm just looking here. Did you guys make a hospital? Oh, yeah. We turned uh, the Curse of the Dark Bayou into the Cure of the Dark Bayou to try it out. <sighs> okay. So basically what you have done is you have taken a hospital uh-huh. from some universe somewhere. Oh. And you've superimposed it onto our world. I feel bad for the people in that universe. Well, it doesn't seem like they were using it. Did Koala eat anything or imbibe anything from... He injected himself with haunted morphine from it. Haunted morphine? Why was it haunted? Well, there was a ghost in, in the area, so we sort of assumed that it was haunted. Just because there's a ghost in the area doesn't mean that everything's haunted. Well, uh, this is my first ghost! What are you... This is not your first ghost. You dealt with a ghost in, in a pumpkin farm. It's my second ghost! Not all the pumpkins were haunted. Not all the trees were haunted. The road wasn't haunted. Just because something is near a ghost doesn't mean it's haunted. I mean, a, a giant pumpkin came after us. All A lot of pumpkins came after us. It seemed pretty haunted. I'm pretty sure those were imbued by the power of fairies. That's a completely different kind of energy. Have you not read your training manual? It's, it's pretty long. So you said he injected himself with something. Yeah. Uh, wait, don't you have the other one, Annabelle? Uh... The other what? The other morphine? I don't think so. It's got to be in your prison purse. There's a lot of things in the prison purse, and I don't really want to stick my hand in there <laughs> anymore <laughs> after what's been in there. Can I have a look in it, please? I hand my prison purse over to Smedley. Oh, God. Don't get lost in there. <laughs> Smedley delves into the prison purse, mm. and he pulls out the second morphine injection, and he scans it with his phone. Yeah, no, uh, this is dodgy as hell. Um, and I don't think we should be using it. And he throws it out of the window. I catch it with my telepathic powers and pull it back in because I don't want to lose extra dimensional morphine. We can use that. Roll for focus. We should probably also not litter that. Yeah, exactly. Someone else is going to end up with that and it's going to fuck him up. I got a 24. Okay, you use your wind and you flick it back in and you manage to catch it. And Smedley looks at you very, very angrily and goes, What the hell are you doing? Look, it's terrible. And I'm not going to use it on myself, but if we run into a bad guy, we stab him with this and he goes away to another dimension. Yes, but that the problem with that is he's gone to another dimension. Yeah, and then we don't have to worry about him anymore. But we're moving our problems to another dimension. Yeah, it's their problem. But they can come back. Oh. It also seems like it's kind of against protocol to be throwing uh, something like that overboard. That too. We are currently, if you look down over the outside, we are above water now. So it wouldn't be so much of a problem. Mermaids are people too. Mermaids aren't technically people, or at least they haven't been for quite some time. I think at the very least we should dispose of it safely back at headquarters. All right. Can you give it back to me? I'll put it in the um, under, under the storage. You, you just threw it out. I don't trust you with it. All right. 
Okay, you can look after it for now then. I'm gonna hide it somewhere so he can't find it, and then I'm gonna try to sneak away with it later. Okay. I want to keep this. I want to use it for something. Smedley looks at both of you and goes, Right, we need to come up with a plan. I don't know what the hell we're gonna do with you guys. I'm not sure what we're gonna do with Koala, but he seems, I think, I'm pretty sure he's gone to another dimension. I hope it's a cool dimension. Uh, probably, I don't know, but, but, but we ain't gonna be getting him back for a bit. Is there a way to get him back at all keep that morphine on you we'll get back to base and we'll analyze it and see if we can figure out where he is and see if we can get some sort of machine that can tether him and bring him back sure it looks like the vampires are traveling towards the east basically across the atlantic ocean at the minute i can hazard a guess as to where they're going right now uh, i think that they are going to be going back to egypt of course it makes sense. That's where we first found that red liquid, so they must be bringing it some there for some reason. But that re- liquid was old, right? Yes, that was a very, very old old um, collection of it. Does that mean they've been doing this for a long time? I think so. I think they've been collecting this stuff for a very long time. they got to have a shitload. Yep, so we better figure out what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I didn't realize this was so urgent. So what we'll do is we will take the Banshee to Egypt. Uh, I'm going to radio into Omen headquarters and I'm going to see if we can get some sort of defensive line set up there because if they get there, we're going to need to try and hit them with everything we've got. For now, I would say you guys get some rest. We are going to be heading over the Atlantic Ocean. It's going to take a few hours and hopefully we'll be there soon, okay? Okay. All right. So we're going to take this time to level up because I've not leveled you up for a while. It's okay. I forgive you. How many months has it been? It's been at least four months since we last leveled up. To to be fair, to be fair, you also gave us like powers along the way. I have. Which are sort of like leveling kind up. Kind of, yeah. I'm going to say that you've gone from level six. Uh, how, how many levels do you think you should have gained from, from the last like couple of missions? I don't know. It's either one or two, I think. It's, is it one ellipse per level? Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. It's been a while. <laughs> I'd say you've gone up two levels. I'd say you're level eight now. Sweet. I was going to say three, but... Uh... Yeah. Okay, make it three. All right, go for, go to level nine. You've, you've twisted my arm. Yeah. It was very easy. It was. With your weird arm. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've, been, I've been at a game design conference all week, and I'm very tired. Well, I'm not going to put any points into creativity, because we never roll for that. But you could if you did. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to lean into it and be like, I want to make a painting. Annabelle, what have you chosen? I have luck and agility. Interesting. Wait. Wait, no. Do I want observation? No. Or do I want more agility? Do I want observation? I am... An occult master. I have plus 10 focus. What? Yeah. And I also have plus 2 luck. Damn. Okay, so I'm, so you're now... I, I imagine having the demon inside you has, has given you that ability to sort of tap into the occult. Yeah, I figure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to go with agility and luck. Okay. So I have 8 agility. 8 agility and how much luck? Uh, plus 2. Nice. Okay, that's not too bad. Hopefully that will come in handy. At a certain point, things are just going to explode when I look at them. <laughs> Speaking of that... Oh, no. The th- two of you are awoken by a loud rumbling sound. Is it Greg? Yeah, I was going to ask. Is Greg okay? It is not Greg. You get out of your cabins in this uh, airship, and you get the feeling that there is an incredible amount of turbulence around the um, outside of the airship at the minute. What do you want to do? I'd probably throw up. <laughs> Getting motion sick. I mean, what can we do? I'm not an airplane or an airship pilot. Is there an anti-turbulence button? No, but there's the cockpit. You can go see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, 
let's do that. You both run down to the cockpit and you see Smedley is currently piloting. He's piloting the Banshee around and you can see out of the window below you the um, city of Cairo. Oh, we made it. You've made it, but the sky is incredibly stormy. Uh, there is lightning everywhere. Below you to the south of the pyramids, uh, you can see an encampment there and Smedley points it out and goes, right guys, so that is the current Omen base over there. We're going to be landing there very shortly, okay? Okay, are you, are you sure you can land this thing? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure I can. I'll be fine, probably, unless one of you two wants to take over. Do you know how to drive airships, Annabelle? I'm going to be honest with you, I can fly now. <laughs> so if y'all crash, oh yeah, I'm not involved. I can, I can slow my descent, probably, maybe. No. You don't know. No. <laughs> Smedley starts to pilot the ship towards the um, Omen base that's been set up. You can see these missile silos and missile t- turrets down there. And then suddenly the missiles on the north side of the base explode. That's bad, right? That's bad. He pulls back on the yoke and the airship lurches backwards. Uh, and the three of you are sort of like holding on for dear life as the um, airship sort of rocks itself. Annabelle, if I fall out, you better save me. No promises. The airship starts to stabilize and you look up into the night sky and you see hundreds and hundreds of vampires. And not only are they coming from the east, but they're also coming from the north and the south and the west. I don't think that's very good. I think we're fucked. Smedley peers out uh, and he presses a button on his glasses. It allows him to zoom in a bit. Ow. God. How are you going to explain this to the population of Cairo? I don't think we're going to need to. And you watch as all the vampires start to rip open these barrels of red mist. Oh, shit. And the red mist starts to fall down and settle on the west side of Cairo. Oh. Is 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 this the end of the world? Uh, not really the end of the world, I don't think, but, but it's definitely the end of a large part of Egypt. The airship hovers around and you, he's starting to radio down to the Omen base and trying to see, find out what's going on. Uh, and you can't hear exactly what's happening, but it looks like there's absolute chaos is going on down there. You then watch as all the vampires scatter around and they start climbing up on top of the pyramids. They are covering the pyramids till the point where they are pretty much black with all of these sort of vampires that are climbing all over them. Uh... I, I like those. Do you guys want to try and do anything? I mean, what can we do? There's a shitload of vampires on the pyramids. And we have, what, an airship and a gargoyle? Well, airships, very, very flammable. And two of us can fly. And we could probably carry the other two, yeah. I mean, that, that, that could potentially work, yeah. Okay, well, we don't have time to think of anything else, so... I'm jumping onto Greg's back. I grab Smedley and I pop my wings back out. Thank you so much. Um, uh, don't drop me, please. Wait, I jump back off Greg and run to the cockpit because someone's going to make this thing start crashing. Okay, could you please roll for, uh, oh god. I don't know, yeah, exactly. I don't know anything about airships, so this is definitely luck. Oh. I got a four. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, it's a bit of both. I'm going to say that you aim it as close towards the pyramids as you can. Uh, and the four of you, Greg uh, and Martin and Annabelle and Smedley, jump from the airship and you start to fly towards the ground below. And you turn around and look at the pyramids that are black with all these uh, bugs all crawling over them. And you see a light from over the sand dunes nearby. And the light travels across the um, dunes. And then it happens. 
there is a large explosion. Where? On the pyramids. Oh, shit. Smedley looks at it and goes, Holy shit, I can't believe they've done it. <laughs> they've nuked the pyramids. <laughs> Podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set. Now available on itch.io. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N Cast, and who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there. Hi there. The show you just listened to is a member of the Necropodicon Podcast Network. Head over to necropodicon.com to find tons of other shows you'll love. While you're there, check out the cast and crew profile.